Yes, if you've got a Bible, do open it to John chapter 1. If you don't know me, my name is Ben and I'm the vicar here at St. Thomas's. If it's your first time with us, then a massive welcome to you. We are so delighted that you are here. But John chapter 1. For some of you, these verses will be really familiar. For some of you, you'll be hearing these for the first time. But these words that I'm about to read to you have shaped human history as much as, if not more than any other words that have ever been written. So John chapter one. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm going to share a message in just a moment, tying in these verses that we've just read with this strange object that you've got in your hands at the minute, this orange with a red ribbon around it and some sweets sticking out of it. Now, in order to get us thinking about the weeks that are coming upon us over the next few, well, over the next few days and weeks, I'd love you to turn to your neighbour and just share the thing that you are most looking forward to about the Christmas season. So just with those around you, what are you looking forward to the most about the Christmas season. I'll give you about 30 seconds to a minute to do that and then we're going to look through these verses. some exciting things there. I heard quite a few things from the kids that they're looking forward to. Um, For some of us, I'm told, this is just research that happens nationally with newspapers and stuff, that one of the things that some people look forward to the most is Christmas food and drink. Did anyone put their hand up for that? Christmas food? You did, Phoebe, did you? You like Christmas food, do you? Um, So this is some statistics that have just come out. I'd love it, again, just in twos, I'll give you 10 seconds for this, or just in the people on your row. How many million Christmas puddings do you think are going to be eaten, they predict, this Christmas in the UK? So again, just in twos or threes, how many to the nearest million Christmas puddings do you think are going to be eaten, Christmas puddings are going to be eaten this year? Okay, great. 
Um, Mimi's got an answer here. Jemima, what did you say? 82. 82 million Christmas puddings. Who went lower? Kate, what did you go for? 15 million. 15 million. Anyone go higher than 15? Over here, Rebecca. Sorry, camera people. I'm... What did you say? Uh, 50. 50. Any lower than 50? 100. 100. Okay, the closest has been Kate. Point to you, Kate. 25 million Christmas puddings are going to be eaten this year. Is that really what Christmas is all about? Okay, the next... <laughs> James Brown said yes. I actually don't like Christmas puddings that much. I'm more of a Christmas cake fan. Okay, bottles of wine. How many bottles of wine do they estimate just on previous sales going to be drunk in the UK this year? Give you 20 seconds again. Okay, great. We're going to hear some answers again. Um, Boaz, Boaz, what did you say? Four. Four million bottles of wine. Anyone go lower? Anyone go higher? James, I heard a big yes from you there. What do you think? 300 million. 300? If that's true, we need some serious intervention from the Lord. Uh, Anyone go lower than 300 million? Right at the back. We went for 140 million. <laughs> right. I think we've got... A, yeah. Uh, anyone go lower than that? Okay, I'll tell you. The answer is 35 million. I think that's an... I still think that's a ridiculous amount. Okay, last one. How many mince pies do they think are bought just to be left out for Santa so individual mince pies are left on like mantelpieces or fireplaces kids if you could have another guess that would be great how many mince pies are left out for Santa Anyone want to have a guess, Amara? 250. 250 million. 200, that's quite a good guess. Anyone want to go lower than 250 million? Over here, Alice. 500. 500 million. Gosh, I know Santa's big, but um, that's quite... Anyone else want to have one more guess? Right, Emma, I'm just going to pick on you. What was your guess? I don't know. Um, 60 mil. 60 million. The real answer is seven. Seven million. Maybe Santa's on a diet this year. I don't know. Now, this time of year, we are bombarded with with, um, Christmas that's basically been taken over by the world. Christmas is reduced to being talked about in terms of food, drink, commercialism, even Christmas cards, which barely reference Jesus or the, or, or the birth of Christ at all. 22 billion Christmas cards, I think, are going to be sent via the Royal Mail this year. Now, is this really what Christmas is all about? In your hands, you are holding a very... Some of you, if you've never been to a Chris Dingle before, might have walked in here to this um, all-age service that we're doing and think, what on earth have I walked into? 
Um, the reality is that the thing that you're holding has been used for many, many years to depict the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you are holding in your hands an orange that is used to represent the world. In the Bible verse that we, Bible verses that I read earlier, we heard, in the beginning was the word. Now think about this, if it doesn't blow your mind. Even before the world was created, the Bible says, Jesus Christ existed. Jesus is God. Jesus is eternal. And from the beginning of time, before the world was even created, Jesus had his eyes set on you. Those of you that know and trust Jesus, Jesus had his eyes set on you and he chose you and said, I'm coming to the world for you. In the beginning, even before the creation of the world, Jesus existed. He was God. Now verse three says, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In other words, Jesus, Paul wrote about this, someone who wrote lots of the New Testament, Jesus created all things. They were created by him, for him, and he sustains everything. And that means that everything in all of creation, from the biggest galaxies to the smallest teeny crawly mice and ants and the little creatures that roam the world, everything is sustained by Jesus. And John goes on to say, in Jesus was life and that life was the light of men. Now again, in your, um, in your hands, you're holding this orange that depicts the world and you've got a little red ribbon that goes round the whole of the world. As Lee said, that's the blood of Jesus. It represents the blood of Jesus. Jesus died so that we might have life. For those of you that know the gospel story, it doesn't end there. The Bible says that Jesus died on a cross. He shed his blood for us, but he also rose to new life so that we could know freedom and know it forever. God has given us gifts. We've been thinking about that, but the biggest gift that he has ever given us is Jesus. Jesus, the light of the world. Now you may be here today and thinking, why on earth did Jesus have to come and die for me? Well, if you're honest with yourself, you will know that there's lots of stuff in the world that isn't right. You only need to to open your social media feed or watch BBC Breakfast or whatever it is and know that there is so much hurting, so many hurting people in the world and so many broken situations. And if you're really honest with yourself, if you just look at your own life, if I look at my own life, I'll know that one of the problems with the world is me. I always get stuff wrong. I always mess up. I do stuff that I shouldn't do. I think things that I shouldn't think. I don't do things that I should do. And whenever I do that, I'm not just hurting those around me, but I'm, I'm committing a sin, doing something wrong against God himself because he creates and sustains all things. He created me. Now, if something goes wrong, we know intellectually, don't we, that somebody has to pay the price if something does go wrong. So um, we've got Charlotte on camera. Is that camera one, Charlotte? Camera three. Shows you how much I know about the tech setup. Um, 
Charlotte's got a rather fancy looking camera there. If I walk up to that camera and kind of like accidentally walk into it and knock it over and break it, or if I do it on purpose, you know, to pick it up and throw it to the ground, there's a number of things that can happen there. Um, if it was Charlotte's own camera, somebody's got to absorb the cost for the thing that I've done wrong. So either I can say to Charlotte, Charlotte, don't worry about that. I'm going to pay the price for that camera. I'm going to buy a new one. Or Charlotte can say, don't worry, Ben, I'll do, I'll do it for you. But either way, somebody's got to absorb the cost of the thing that has gone wrong. Now, we've all done stuff. We, we, confessed, we confessed our sin earlier. We've all done stuff that is wrong. But God himself offers to pay the price so that we can be free. Now it gets even better than that. The fifth verse that we read, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. For those of us that know and trust Jesus, it's not like we just wait until we, you know, it's not like you give your life to Jesus and then you just wait to live for eternal life with him. God gives us a job to do now. We get to do the things that Jesus did, bringing life to people, bringing light to people, speaking words of truth, bringing words of hope. Jesus is the light of the world, but for all of us that have put our trust in him, we become little lights too. The very word Christian means little Christs. That was like a, it was, it was like a name that people that didn't like Christians in the, in the early few centuries gave to followers of Jesus to ridicule them. Christians, little Jesuses, you're just pretending to be little Jesuses. We carry the light of Jesus with us. Now in just a moment, we're going to complete our little um, Christingle as we put a candle in it and light, and, and, and light the candle that's on the Christingle. All the lights are going to go off in this place and the light that will illuminate this, this church building is the light that's coming from the candles that are in our hands. Now as we do that, I want us to be thinking about a couple of things. The first is, if you know and love Jesus here today, I want you to be thinking about where has God called me to bring life and light, to proclaim the message that this, this orange represents, the, the message from John's Gospel. Where have you called me to bring light to other people. Lord, help me shine as a disciple of you. Help me do the things that you did. Help me see people come to healing. Help me see people come to faith in you. Help me be the light of Jesus where you've called me to be. One really practical way we can all do that is by inviting people to our carol service next week, which is going to be beautiful and stunning. Um, and there's going to be um, an opportunity for us to, to bring people to hear the message of Jesus. How can we be a light in the world. And secondly, if you're not yet following Jesus, but you've heard something of the good news today that Jesus, God himself, came to the earth to die for you so that you could know life and forgiveness and freedom. Not just in eternity, but right now. When we light the candles in just a moment, I want you to imagine the light of Jesus coming into your life. And it might be that as you light your candle, you say, Jesus, May your light come into my life. And if you, want to, if you want to pray a very simple prayer as you light the candle, you can just pray that. Jesus, may your light come into my life. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Make me new. And if you do think that or you do want to pray that, then please come and tell one of us at the end because we would love to pray for you. Jesus is the light of the world. 
may we shine with his light and glory today. Christmas is not about Christmas puddings. It's not about wine. It's not about mince pies. It's not about presents. It's about God himself coming to be with us so that we can know freedom now and forever. Amen.